with Seamus Brown Ross Cray. See realestatealliance.ie. Hello, good evening and welcome to another edition of Extra Time. My name is Roland Quirk. We're here until 8 o'clock this evening. We'd love to hear from you. Our text number is 083 311 Well, football takes centre stage on the show this evening because a lot to reflect on with the county senior football final taking place the weekend. Also the county intermediate football final. What a thrilling last few minutes that was. Uh, Grange Mokler and Aherlow served up and what excitement we didn't get really yesterday in the stadium we certainly got it in Ardfinan on Saturday afternoon lots to talk about in relation to football this weekend but don't forget as well this weekend also saw the county final senior final as well in Camogie so we'll be talking to Geraldine Canan later in tonight's show lots of local soccer to talk about as well we'd love to know your thoughts our text number is 083 311 and Clamwell Commercials are crowned County Senior Football Champions for the 21st time. They pick up the O'Dwyer Cup after a 6-7 to 2-6 win over J.K. Brackens. Let's hear from our Clamel Commercials captain Seamus Kennedy who spoke to Paul at the end of the match. Yeah, very, very proud. Um, look at the start of the year. It's always our, our goal is to win a, a win a county final. I suppose it makes it extra special. Maybe now that we're joined, joined with Feather as a 21st title. Um, not something we just spoke a huge amount about. To be honest with you, we didn't speak about it at all. It was all just about this year. But look, it's, that's that stuff is nice to look back on now. I suppose. But look, we're absolutely delighted um, to defend our title. It's it's not easy to do. Um, so very very happy. Yeah. Yeah, and it's kind of a. I spoke to Tommy Morrissey moments ago and said it was kind of a golden generation for your club in terms of winning in the last decade. But a lot of youth out in that team as well that you're still producing these kind of players coming through and I suppose you being a kind of a, a leader for the team helping develop and bring these young players through and it's clearly working at the minute anyway. Yeah, it's, it, look, it's very, very important. I suppose there's a lot of us there probably since 2011-12 that have been on the road a while but I think you see today there's four or five lads have won the first county medal today and I think that's very, very important for us as a club. We trained on Wednesday with 37 at training so obviously there's only 20 can play in any given day so the fact that those extra 17 lads still want to travel back from Cork, Limerick, Dublin to be part of this group. I think that speaks volumes, I think, for, for what Tommy has created here like within the group. And, uh, you know, so it's, it's really, really enjoyable. And I suppose to get a bit of silverware makes it that bit extra special then. I suppose there's kind of a, a bit of a feeling this year maybe that there's there's maybe a more in this Clamwell team that you can go on a bit further Munster campaign to come now you would have been a part of it in 2015 and that Munster winning campaign last year beating an extra time here by Newcastle West so I'm sure you're excited to get back into Munster maybe get another crack at that yeah we are like we, we wouldn't have thought of that until like until now really like mm. we weren't able um, Munster's very very tough you see last year like you, you, you might beat an emo but Newcastle West better as an extra time and deservedly so the following day like there's very very little between any of the teams um, but look, we have a home game in three weeks' time. We're going to really enjoy the celebrations now. But yeah, we will really, really be looking forward to that now with whoever we... I don't know who we play, but we'll be looking forward to it. You went off the boil a bit in the second quarter, I think it's fair to say. You didn't score there for the the end of the first half, we'll say. What do you think? What, what happened, do you think? Did you just... I don't know, to be honest with you. I think they could, have, we, or they could have had a black card at the time as well and we just didn't really adjust to maybe having the extra man. But look, I suppose the 10 minutes before that was really, really good. So, like, over an hour, um, it's not going to be perfect stuff for the full hour, I think. And, you know, I suppose we showed a bit of maturity 
in that in that like maybe a couple of times before over the years that might have hurt us a bit more but I think we studied the ship a bit at the start of the second half again and um, you know went again it's very very hard to do a perfect um, hour of football you know so um, look we're around long enough to know that too but look it's definitely an area we need to work on you were very strong favourites coming into today, but there was no sign of complacency or anything like that. You, you, you did what you had to do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I suppose that's coming from, like I said, the, the competitiveness in training. Um, like if we're not performing in training in the 15 and 15, someone's taking taking your jersey. I think like I don't think um, our same start at 15. I don't think it started twice in a row in any game this year. Like so, I think that's that says enough. You know, that there's somebody different in every single day, and you know that's that's a good sign of, of how training's going. You know. And a four title in five years, that must give you great satisfaction. Yeah, it does. It does. I suppose the one you lose hurts a bit more too. But um, look, it's it, uh, yeah, five finals in a row, we've won four. It's, it's hard to argue with that. Um, and yeah, look, it's great. It's, it's really, really enjoyable. As I said, some of us have been on the road together since 2012 and we've had some really, really good days. So it's, it's very enjoyable club to be part of at the minute. You've had a lot of success in hurling and football. What does it mean personally, captain and commercials now to this title? Uh, it means a huge amount, to be honest with you. It means, it means a huge amount. Um, my grandfather played on the three in a row team in the 60s. You know, my grandmother is here today. It's my brother Sean's first county final today coming mm. on today. So it's a very, very special day for the family, to be honest with you. And um, I love playing football. I love playing hurling. And um, to get to captain Clamell Commercials, like a club with such a huge tradition and history, mm. is a huge privilege for me and the family, yeah. I think you alluded to in your speech, but I think you're you're kind of improved this year, kind of heading into Munster now. Yeah, I hope so. We'll have to, you know, if we, if we want to go further in Munster, we'll have to improve. And as Eamon said, like we we had a very poor, I suppose, 10, 12 minute period there at the end of the first half, and that won't do against uh, the Champions League, to be honest. Which uh, mm. um, if so, if we want to have a run in Munster, we're going to have to improve in those those things. Mm. And just tell me, I know Oshin McConville has come on board in kind of an advisory role. What's his kind of role been and how has he impacted the group? Very good, I suppose. Um, a fresh voice, I suppose, if anything. Like, he doesn't know any of us. He's, he's no hang-ups or mm. doesn't mind telling me or Michael Conliven or Jack Kendy, you know, if we're doing something wrong, which is great. Mm. Um, you know, there's no hang-ups there or no, you know, he's not meeting us at work or um, things like that. But um, a fresh voice, um, somebody with huge experience and, mm. look, he's been there and seen it seen it all across McGlen Rangers. Um, you know, he's not, he hasn't been down, he's not down every night and things like that. But, mm. um, look, the sessions he's done have been really, really enjoyable and very good and uh, he's definitely added to us yeah for sure I've heard he doesn't like to give too many tips to cornerbacks for stopping corner forwards but he's been giving <laughs> you a few ideas uh, yeah. I'm not a cornerback yet anyway so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah no exactly yeah no look he's he's a breath of fresh air for us really um, you know to get to work with a coach at that level you know yeah. and it's like look we've three weeks again so hopefully we'll get a couple of sessions in with him and mm. um, you know he'll kick things on and look he'll have seen the bits we need to work on so there'll be plenty for him to work on anyway with us a training so no it's been great sure. great to be working with those kind of people that's Seamus Kennedy speaking to the assembled media at the full-time whistle in the stadium yesterday after Clomel Commercials defeated Brackens on a scoreline of 6-7 to JK Brackens 2-6. Martin Quinlivan is on the line. Good evening to you, Martin. Good evening, Ronan. Uh, six <coughs> of those players picking up their seventh county medal. Um, f- five finals in a row, fourth in five years. I mean, the word mm-hmm. golden generation has been mentioned by Tommy Morrissey and it's hard to argue with that. Yeah, it is. And, you know, you remember that the two they've lost, I suppose, in the last seven years were both the last-minute goals. John McGrath in 2021 and Sean Carey out in Cairn in the semi-final in uh, 2018. So they could be, they could have a lot more racked up, but um, certainly, yeah, the record, you know, stands to test against any any era. And, uh, you know, in fairness to the management, you have to remember, like, while Seamus and a few others have been on the road a while, like this year, the likes of Rory O'Dowd, James Morris, 
Keane Smith, Peter McGarry have all broken into the team. So they keep kind of, you know, regenerating it every year with Sean new fresh Kennedy blood. Well, actually, Sean Kennedy. Kennedy as well. You know, Shane Ryan played the first couple of games in goal when Michael Riley was away. And will probably likely take over next year because uh, Michael is going travelling for the year. So, you know, I think they'll, you, you find that uh, that kind of keeps and gives the younger lads um, you know the, the impetus to keep pushing like commercials have had five or six players on the county minor team for the last couple of years the likes of Joe Higgins uh, Darrell O'Connor uh, Thomas Charles um, Adam McSharry those guys have been you know really good players haven't yet broken into the senior team but they're not far away so uh, certainly it looks like a golden generation but it's you know they're going the right way about uh, maintaining that for the kind of longer term I mean we've um, a lot has been made of the 21st title joining Feathered on the Roll of Honour what I think a lot of listeners will be interested to know is that Feathered have headed up the Roll of Honour of county senior football titles in Tipperary since 1923 a hundred years they've been on the top of that pile yeah ironic isn't it and, and ironic that Feathered's team of 1998 that won the county uh, were present in yesterday because they were the, the, the golden uh, the silver jubilee team and were introduced at half time so they watched on as commercials joined them and I know that's that is a significant milestone and that is one that the club had been chasing. I mean, when this generation broke through with the, the first kind of county title in 2012 versus round 14, so, you know, they've, they've caught up in double quick time and the age profile, as we just spoke about, Ronan, means they probably won't, unlikely to stop there. They probably will have added a few by the time, you know, Feathert get back up. Now, Feathert, in fairness, this year, for the first time in a while, Green Shoots, they reached the county under-19A final, beaten by a very good Galtier Rovers team. But uh, green shoots for Feathert and some, something for them to build on because Feathert are, are one of the aristocrats of football and tip and hopefully they'll get back into senior football first and then become competitive to try and add to their own 21. Yeah, I, I don't want the next question to come across as a bit mealy-mouthed because, you know, you have to celebrate success and congratulations to Lamel Commercials. We wish them well as they go on as Tipperary representatives. Uh-huh. But the overall standard of football in the county, judging on that final yesterday, isn't great. You've got aristocrats of football. You talk about um, Feathert, uh, Art Finnan going down to Drummond Inch in the Tom Cusack Cup final as well. I mean, these are the hotbeds of football in Tipperary and outside of Clonmel. I'm not really sure where else is a hotbed of possibly Lockmore. We're in trouble. Um, yeah, you could take that view on it. Um, we could also be possibly dealing with this, this commercial team could go on to prove to be one of the, the best te- club teams that ever, ever produced in Tipperary. I mean, remember what they did to the Cork champions only last November. So, you know, they possibly are. And, if you you know, and get them on a going day and they can do that to pretty much any team. Um, and, you know, so I wouldn't judge J.K. Bracken's on yesterday's performance. That's a decent J.K. Bracken's team. They just got it wrong yesterday. Um, and in fairness to commercials, like, you know, you can have all the talent in the world, but tactically you have to get it right. The commercials pulled, pushed up on Cuba Bebbins' kickouts in the first half and, uh, you know, so squeezed it so he couldn't go short. He went short the first couple and Brackens were able to break out of the fence, kick two great scores to tie the game up. And then commercials really pushed up and they knew that they just don't have the height around the middle of the field compared to commercials. And that t- tactically, that gave commercials a huge... Um, Rock and they, and they pushed Ireland got to three goals in double quick time which killed the game yesterday but you know Brackens if they had their chance over again would probably come up with a plan with, with a different type of a plan than that so I wouldn't judge Brackens in that and yeah I mean obviously a lot of the, the long term hotbeds the Arfinans the Federates have gone down a bit but that happens in cycles um, and you know I, I think there are other issues in tip in terms of trying to get management and you know may, may, maybe the status of football is probably suffering again 
I mean, commercials have a golden generation. Tip had a golden generation for about 10 years there. And, you know, with two All-Ireland semi-finals, a Munster win, minor success, All-Ireland under-21 finals. And that's not that long ago. So, you know, hopefully it gets back there because, you know, there's still some very good players in Tip. Just need a lot of a good management to give them direction to, to drive on. Um, you spoke about... Uh the performance against the Cork champions last year and then the disappointment of Newcastle West. How much of that is feeding into this year in terms of galvanising the team to ensure that they fulfil the potential because being dominant in Tipperary is one thing, but they, it's clear to me yeah. that the McConville appointment perhaps copper fastens this, that they have their sights set on bigger fish. Yeah, and I think they have, the commercials are going to have to accept that they're going to get measured on what to do outside the county, not within. Um, because they certainly have, as you said, conquered the, the, the inside. Now, obviously, Lockmore, my lovers, will always put it up to commercials, and that's the way it should be, and hopefully others will, will make that step up. But they will be measured on what they do from here on, and they have been focused on that. Um, the, the draw has been kind to them. They have a home quarterfinal against the Limerick champions, which could see them getting a rematch with Newcastle West. Um, and if, if they were to be successful, they'd have a home semi-final draw against Ingle who will represent Kerry, given that East Kerry and Mid-Kerry will contest the Kerry County final. Ingle, having won the Kerry Club Championship, will represent Kerry. So the draw would be kind enough that they wouldn't have to travel outside the county. It will be interesting to see where they choose to play the match. Last year, remember, they did play Newcastle West in Thurles. Um, and I think the preference is probably to go back to Thurles. Just with the time of the year, the pitch from Camel can get very heavy. And, uh, and obviously that commercial team, as they showed yesterday, give them a firm sod. It can be like them at times. So I'd say the chances are they'll, they'll look to take it back to Semper Stadium. But um, that's three weeks' time. And they're certainly, I, I think they would, you know, if they're given a choice, the Limerick final is not played yet. I think they'd like another slap at Newcastle West. Uh, and, you know, in their minds, set the record straight from last year. But look, definitely the talent is there to drive on. You do need a lot of luck. And you know, Nemo are in a Cork final again, and they'll they'll have the exact same motivation as the Mercers might have against Newcastle West, or the two teams to meet down the road. But um, for now, their sights will be just celebrating for tonight and maybe a little bit of tomorrow. Back to work midweek and uh, two and a half weeks then to the the next round of the, the or the first round of the Munster Championship, wherever that can be. A number of texts are pointing out that there's no county senior football manager in place at the moment. Uh, questions being asked about that, in particular, because I think some texter says that there's only about 30 days before senior inter-county training resumes. We don't have a manager in place. The entire county championship has been played with no manager or backroom team watching games or watching players. And I suppose you'd have to ask, is it an attractive job? Because I understand Peter Keane has ruled himself out of the running and I'm wondering how many candidates are left. Yeah, that's true, Ronan. I don't know. I mean, yeah, Peter Keane would have been a great appointment. Um, you know, whether whether they now have to you know, confined to certain, I don't know whether it's financial reasons or any reason why, why they can't seem to get a manager. Obviously, you know, any manager is going to do his homework on, on the personnel that are available. And, you know, even the players that played last year, some of them may not be in a position to commit this year. Uh, will Conor Sweeney be back as well, you know, from his long-term injury? Those type of factors might influence a manager, you know, looking in Peter Keane's case to rebuild his reputation. Um, maybe we need to, I think I remember, 
good few years ago. Didn't Seamus McCarthy? I'm not trying to get Seamus back in again, but didn't Seamus step in a second time with Tip following his first stint when they were struggling to get a manager? He stepped in for about a year or two. And you'd wonder maybe a Peter Creedon or somebody who's been there before knows the setup, and, and that's not to take Peter away from the lady's job, but I'm just using his as kind of as an example. Maybe that's what we need, just a steady hand for a year. You know, let's get bed, bed things down. We're in Division 4, we can't fall any lower. The draw in Munster at the weekend was incredibly kind because you've Cork and Kerry and Limerick on the far side, so you play Waterford again, which is an annual fixture at this stage, and the winners then would have a clear in the semi-final with a chance to get into a Munster final and into Sam Maguire. So the draw is incredibly kind, uh, but maybe... We, we might need to look around at somebody, kind of somebody like of that ilk, like Peter Creedon or Colm O'Flaherty, just to steady the ship uh, and get a panel together, get ourselves competitive and uh, and see where the year takes us. Because as I said, there is talent there. They just lost their way heavily in the last year or so on the inter-county panel. And I would, you know, I think uh, maybe, maybe that's where football authorities need to start looking One thing I must finish on is is the quality of, of commercials this year and do you see anything different? I mean if you look at say you know Michael Quinlivan for an example for all he's all the time I've been watching Michael for years he's been playing down the centre but I thought he was playing a bit more on the wing yesterday cutting in from the wing with very impressive effect Yeah they've changed one or two things I think in the Let's early rounds To give was, one I, example of, of maybe a change yeah. in, in tactics um, yeah, I think in the earlier rounds he was playing full forward, but obviously with um, Jack Kennedy's injury yesterday, uh, the, he kind of came out to the half-forward line because Keane Smith went into the full-forward line. So, you know, that's an option for Tommy Morrissey. Um, as I said, I think you know, there's a number of new players broke in. Rory O'Dowd wasn't too far away from being the best player on the pitch yesterday, first season playing. James Morris has come in as a huge file with Seamus Kennedy because Seamus has dropped back into full-back and, you know, to be honest with you, I think he's turning into a Rolls-Royce type of defender. He's just able to do everything back there. And very, very comfortable. You know, Jack Kennedy from, from J.K. Bracklands. Yeah. It's a real handful. And you yeah. saw yesterday when the few times he got his hands on the ball, he can score. And Seamus, I thought, did a really good job on him. Uh, and that's allowed James Morris maybe to push into the centre-back position, freed Kevin Fahey up to the wing. So there's a few little tweaks like that. And look, there's, there's, there, there are issues they're going to have to resolve from yesterday because J.K. Brackens ran through them quite comfortably, caught two goals, maybe had, could have had another couple of chances. Uh, and that's not something that commercials will survive long in Munster if that's the way they're going to be. So they have work to do. But, um, yeah, they, 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 you know, a lot of the personnel are the same. Jason Lonergan was probably their best player last season. He's not around this year. He's in America. Um, so they've had to adapt, and they have done. But I just think they've just got better at what they do. And, uh, you know, they've certainly pushed on this year while, while others seem to have stood still. OK, Martin, lots to, lots to think about there. My thanks to you. We'll let you get back to the travel and stay safe on the roads because uh, it's pretty, pretty uh, wet out there at the moment. But let's go and get a review from uh, Tom McGrath, who was on commentary duty yesterday. Good evening to you, Tom. Uh, your thoughts, firstly, on the quality of the county final. Uh, not a great crowd at it. Lacks atmosphere sometimes in Thurles when they're, when it doesn't have a big crowd. And you end up with eight goals, but it wasn't a thriller. No, I suppose you had, had a lot of bits and pieces. You look at it in one sense and say, yeah, that must be a terrific game. Like, and sort of, it, it wasn't. It wasn't an easy watch for finish because you know the local allegiance comes into it. Like, and I, I felt for the Brackens lads yesterday. Like, you know that they they, they 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 performed and performed well in spots. Like, but just didn't get the just didn't get the, the, the their just deserves probably at the end of the day. Like, 
took a little bit of a, a bit of a hiding. That's two. That's that's two beatings, and that pulls your own appetite to get back again. But no doubt about it. I think they'll have they have plenty of fellas, and but the 15 who was playing yesterday, lads, they introduced another fellas that's coming along. They'll, they they have the players to mount the challenge again, and I've no doubt they'll be back. But um, no, they can. Plus, Cursors will analyse their thing and say. It. Their their performance wasn't perfect either, like was uh, in a bit of point to you know Paul Jordan commentary like that. I'd like to see Kershaw scoring more points, like I mean seven points. If Kershaw were the dominant force that that the scoreline would suggest, I felt they should be scoring more points because seven points won't win many matches, and you don't get six goals in every game either, like. So I'd have been sharpening the tools a little bit from from a shooting point of view, but look. They have they have better management and they like me to tell them what to do. Like so, they know how to manage their game. I suppose better than anybody. They have a very very strong squad. Like just looking at some of the fellas who came on, like Jamie Peters in for Ross, Aldo Matassa in for Conan Kennedy, Sean Kennedy in for uh, Smith. You know, uh, lots of really deep players, a deep squad. James Morris is still only a young man, very capable. Of how people who know him, and he's now starting in at centre back, which is a pivotal position in any football team. And no, and no Jack Kennedy for 60 minutes, like. Correct. You know, sort of this, when you when you go about it, like, you know, that they're, they have, you know, it's a bit like, like Kelly in their, in their pomp in, 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 in Ireland, the scene Ireland, what was the second best team in Ireland, Kenny Stubbs, like, was, uh, like that was a bit of a cliche too, because when they, when they got tested, they weren't that good, but no, commercials have, have great strength in depth, like, and, you know, you'd, You'd be hoping that they that they get a, a decent run in, in in the club now. Not easy, not easy to do. Like, but they're not thinking about that today. They're thinking about that they've won they've won four out of the last five. Like, and that's uh, interesting. My blasting through this, they kind of remember the one. And it's always the case. No matter many you win, you remember the one you lost. Like, and that's the, the, the they're they're the ones. But that that's a sign of a, a competitive group and a competitive club. And you know they want to win. There's nothing does nothing. Works better than Nothing succeeds like success, I think is what you're... No, exactly, exactly, yeah. yeah. I just got to yeah. finish because, gosh, I've got a lot of texts about the manager position and a lot of people making the point, and I, I, I've said this already, about the fact that our entire county championship is concluded without a manager in place. The inter-county season training will be kicking off before Christmas. Does it worry you in the same extent that it's worrying a lot of our texters? I think so, like that it's... It'd be nice to get the. Well, it's it's obligatory that you have a management team in place at the earliest possible date. But I'm sure there's there's people that don't don't have to be sure about it. Certain there's people trying their damnedest to get something in place. It's not for the want of effort or what's trying on behalf of a, a significant number of people. That, no, I think that that's not somebody that there's not somebody in place yet. But I think the sooner it the sooner it, it, it can be concluded, the better. But I mean, if there's people not willing to take it on, well, there's nothing the, the football board or the county board can do about it. Like only stay, stay asking, say, cajoling and trying to convince people to, you know, to take, take the thing on. It's not, do you, do you not, take, not easy, but... Do you take Martin's point about possibly a caretaker position for a year or two? Yeah, like, and what might, what might help the thing a little bit wrong now, like, is the fact that we said that, right, you're starting in Division 4, but the, the draw for the Munster, Munster Championship was made was made the weekend, like, and that, that offers, you know, some little bit of... It's, 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 a, it's a marker to... 
it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and you have to, you have to start somewhere, and you have to have your your targets then. Like, and it, like you're not being disrespectful to Watford when you kind of say, look, it's an awful lot easier to be facing Watford in the first round than get Cork or Kerry in a in a first round. Like, so it wouldn't be. That's that gives them options, and players like those sort of options to have something to ease themselves into it. Like, and they'll. No, it's, but look, it's, it's, it's not it's not simple, and I say fair dues to the fellas that do man up to either manage the team, select the team, train the team, do what they do, but more importantly, the lads that play, I think that's, uh, and I think if you have your if you have your management team then, well, you're in a position then to get, maybe get your full deck and get a couple of few players back on site that haven't been there for, in recent times, like, and hopefully get a few new players as well, like, because you want, you want all those, you want all those bits and pieces together, like. I gotta fly. We haven't taken an ad break yet. It's nearly half past. So, Tom, my thanks for your time this evening. Stay safe. Stay safe. You're welcome, Roland. Thanks indeed. Yeah. Uh, Tom McGrath joining us there. Lots to think about in relation to some of those discussions with Martin Quinlivan and Mark and Tom McGrath. We have a break to take while we uh, plan our strategy for the intermediate football analysis, which will come up right after this. Extra time on Tip FM, brought to you by your winning local team at Real Estate Alliance. OREA Own Dylan Nina, OREA Stokes and Quirk Clon Mel, and OREA Seamus Brown Ross Cray. See realestatealliance.ie. The Tip FM Sports Star of the Month with the Talbot Hotel Clonmel, multi-award winning wedding specialists with state-of-the-art leisure facilities and spa with food served daily. The Tip FM Sports Star of the Month. Get your nominations in now. Yeah, we'd love to know your thoughts on the Sports Star of the Month for the month of October. Send your nominations to sportsstar at tipfm.com. That's sportsstar at tipfm.com. Com. Our text number here this evening is 083-311-3311. That works for WhatsApp messages as well. That's 083-311-3311 if you prefer Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at TipFM Sports. Stephen Gleeson's on the line. Good evening to you, Stephen. Evening, Ronan. That's a hell of a last uh, three or four minutes of a county intermediate football final. It went to a, It's ended in a draw between Arlo and Grange Moakler. Ballyneal, it finished 13 points for Arlo, 110 for Grange Moakler. That in no way tells the story, does it? Oh, it was some game running, you know, it was breathless after doing live commentary on it. It was just a fantastic entertaining match really you know from start to finish you know the, the the atmosphere was brilliant first off you know I mean it was ideal having it in Art Finnan because the stand was opposite us and the crowd were roaring in and just we were over near the uh, dugout for the two management teams and just down that side of the field as well as you're looking out at the mountains that was packed as well in the sunshine you know and everyone was roaring on every single ball it was that kind of a game and I it think was you made a really valid point match. Stephen about playing matches in I know players like to play in the stadium but sometimes it can be a soulless place when it's half empty when it's more than half yeah. empty when there's only a couple hundred people even a thousand people there it's, it's, there's no atmosphere and Art Finnan you know one of the spiritual homes of Tipperary football if you don't mind me saying yeah, I, tell you, I thought it was a brilliant venue for it. And, you know, it just the, the game lived up to the excitement levels that we were hoping for, really. And everyone was roaring right throughout. with was a pint in it at halftime. Aherlow led by one at that stage. Second half, you know, both teams were pushing. Aherlow went three up and the three-quarter mark. Then Grange Moakler brought it back. They got a goal, got a penalty. Penalty was buried. 
and then uh, it went right down the home straight. So I think it was about 57, 58 minutes. The teams were level with the score that you gave there, which was the final score. But um, a Jack Welton kick out just went astray, went straight to the Grange Moker, Bally Neal, full forward, and uh, they bear down on gold. Yeah, penalty, you know, Matt Henry giving a red card and. Yeah, the penalty was fired in, you know, like it, it was a real pressure kick because you could just feel the tension and the whole parish of Grange Mokler, Barry Neal were there and they were roaring it on, you know, and everything went calm. Yeah, parish the penalty, is, Brent, is that what you're saying to me? <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. And and the, like the kick then just was straight down the middle and uh, the goalie brought off the save, the rebound came back out to Mikey Lines and he was just a bit off balance when he struck the rebound. So that was saved. So all of a sudden you felt is the game over and then all of a sudden Grange Mokler Bally Neal got a couple of frees so the wing back trotted up to take this man of McFadden you know took the ball and kicked it and it didn't go over the bar and all of a sudden the drama rolled on the clock rolled on the ball went back down the field Aherlow had one last attack and uh, at that stage the Grange Mokler Bally Neal people you could just feel that the, the tension rise again their heads dropped though because it was Barry Grogan who had pointed eight points all from freeze and he is brilliant you know at the freeze he's like Ronan O'Gara and Johnny Sexton he just looks at the post bang over the bar he was kicking them from I think was it 57 metres one of them was uh, a couple from in around the 45 mark and you know he was just brilliant in the match last free of the game time added on put the ball down and you just said he wouldn't miss it you know on the law of averages he was after getting so many would he miss this one and it was the one free he missed then and he drove that didn't go over the bar ball back out again and then the final whistle went and you know it was just hugely dramatic really and just a really entertaining game and uh, you know both sides will feel that they they missed chances that they would have got another day but it was that kind of a game it was real tension filled for the last five minutes but it just added to it I think for everybody there and everyone was probably a bit relieved that they'll have another day out now and that's in uh, the first weekend of November that's Saturday I think it's it's going to be on and uh, correct, geez, yeah. it, was, it was just a brilliant match run Do you know uh, whenever there's two things I want to say to you before I conclude firstly I was delighted that the match wasn't decided by that error by the Aherlow goalkeeper because that would have been an awful position that he'd have found himself in so thanks be to God that everybody yeah, gets another absolutely. day at, at it but whenever there's a draw like that and I was thinking of the Lara um, Thurlis Sarsfield's Premier Intermediate draw last week or you know will either team think that they, they had their chance and you know that their chance might be gone now Does any, did anyone leave it behind I think is the question I'm trying to ask no, I don't think so. I think you could argue both teams left it behind, but neither did because they both have loads of room for improvement. You know, it wasn't like it was this absolute classic football match. There's loads of room for improvement on both sides, but they're two honest teams. They're both genuine teams, and I think they'll push on. You know, there were some fantastic scores. Mark Russell kicked the point, like the one he got against Cavan there a few years ago in Crow Park, way out the field, just swung the boot at it over the bar and you know Grange Mokler Bally Neal in uh, Mikey Lyons in at full forward he was unerring in the second half he was scoring everything for them had a great game as well so I think both sides will feel that they, they have room to grow in it uh, Grange Mokler Bally Neal probably have a, a younger team and I, I saw them playing in the Junior A Hurland final last year against Upper Church Trumban. they should have won that really you know Bar- James Barry was playing for Upper Church they're a brilliant Hurland side and a brilliant football side a lot of them in around that 19 
2021 mark but they have a good man in there as coach in Charlie McGeever uh, on the line alongside Shane Comerford their manager so they'll feel they'll grow the likes of Leon Kennedy and uh, you know lads like that Ben Comerford they've experienced with tip at minor and under 20 level and they'll push on and even Paddy Christie their former under 20 football manager who's now the Longford manager was down at the match you know and he was just there was chatting to him afterwards he was talking to Tommy Toomey and Charlie McGeever and uh, who are part of that uh, Grange Mokler set up and you know they were just kind of enjoying the experience and what a day it was and they have another county final to look forward to and it was likewise with Aherlow afterwards speaking to their manager that was there Aidan Kelly he just felt look we've loads to work on we played them earlier this year they beat us we drew with them this time and uh, we're we're growing into it and, and you know he was full of praise for both sides as well so it's, a, it's, it's something that both going to look forward to yeah. I think it'll be like that Premier Intermediate hurling final that went to a replay that there was just one score in I think it'll be like that the next day as well it'll be drama all all the way because they're two quality sides and the stakes are extra high Ronan because three teams are relegated from That's senior true. football so to go back up to senior now would be huge because otherwise you're competing against three teams that were senior this year dropping down to intermediate so it's much harder to get out of intermediate next year you know judging by that fact alone that some of them were senior that are dropping back so uh, you know Stephen, big stakes for both sides Stephen Saturday the 4th of November 1.30pm in Ardfinan again Aherlow against Grange Mokler Ballyne You've set it up nicely. The county board treasurer thanks you uh, for your contribution to the gate on the day. On the <laughs> Fair play to you. Thanks, right. Ronan. Take care. Stephen Gleeson there. It really was a belter of a game, particularly the excitement, a welter of excitement that last three or four minutes that Stephen tried to do justice to. Let's have a quick word with Ken Hogan, the man who uh, had a, his own reason for celebration at the weekend. How are you, Ken? Ronan, how are you keeping? Firstly, heartiest congratulations. I can't remember the last time a team went through three roller coaster years like you've had up in Loradora, lose getting relegated, uh, or then you lose a, a, a Seamus O'Rean final, get relegated the following year, win intermediate, and now have won Premier Intermediate. I mean, let's say you're, you're involved in the latter stages of the championships no matter what, aren't you? Well, for good or for bad, I suppose, Ronan, uh, sometimes we don't want to be involved in that because uh, sometimes when you win a relegation final, it's like winning a county championship. Yeah. And I suppose uh, when you lose it, it's a disaster. But uh, we've, we've seen that roller coaster ride. Um, we were in the depths of despair, I suppose, you know, less than two years ago. Uh, but uh, the only way is up, as they say, and we just knuckled down and kept going. And Did it galvanise things, though? Ah, look, it, it, it had to be galvanised as simple as that. Like, you just, there's no such thing as galvanising. We just, you put a team together and you put thoughts into it and you... You need the players to buy into it, and the players were absolutely magnificent. And you know the way they committed to the cause, and they were down in dumps, but they, you know, they they rose from the ashes. And I suppose you know along the way you'll have humps and bumps, but thankfully um, it all came to a manifestation yesterday. You know, in winning the Premier Intermediate title, which they they sought so much, you know, a number of years ago. What, what was the week like in terms of getting them right after the disappointment of maybe the disappointment of drawing the match maybe the, the excitement of not losing the match against Sarsfields albeit with that late Mikey O'Brien point which uh, brought the game to a replay Yeah it's a difficult week I'm sure it's a difficult week for Paddy as well because he obviously their imagine team himself and Paddy had to you know look after two teams and you know with two draws you know you can imagine the the sway of emotions there for the, for the whole weekend. So I suppose we were concentrating on one job at hand, a very poor week weather-wise, uh, uh, 
and we trained on the AstroTurf pitch in St. Rhinus and Banagher on Tuesday night because the pitch was watered out. So I think that was actually, in a, in a sense, a blessing that we went on the AstroTurf pitch. It was easy in the legs. Brian Carroll uh, did a lot of first touch with us, uh, did a bit of work, nothing too taxing, you know, himself. And Connor Red O'Sullivan, as we call him, was a young fellow himself, and he's early brilliant in the strength conditioning area for us. So from that perspective, I think we... We did a light workout, had a good chat, had a cup of tea. You know, our, 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 our committee are brilliant. You know, Maureen O'Mary, McIntyre and I, Brophy, they're, they're absolutely fantastic. You know, it's always the cup of tea or the sandwich, you know, to revive the lads. You know, some of them are travelling from Dublin and Cork and Limerick and places like that. You know, you know yourself. That's not easy in the depths of winter. And we just had a bad week. We were, yeah, I think both teams would have been concerned that the game would go ahead. I think Nina had to give a decision at four o'clock on Friday. And so from that perspective, thankfully, you know, it's fair play to the McDonald Power Committee. The pitch was, you know, in pristine condition. And both teams could have no complaints. We were just blessed that Saturday and, of course, yesterday were such two beautiful days because, mm-hmm. like, it's, it's depressing at the moment, Ron, as you well know, watching the news waves and seeing what's going on in the south of the country, particularly, you know, with the weather. So from a sporting point of view, I suppose we were absolutely thrilled to get over the line on Saturday. Just a quick word on the, you know, the first half you goals from Keane and then Pat uh, Bonnermar gets a goal. So you have that six-point cushion at half-time. Oh, it's, but you knew that there was going to be a kick in Sarsfield. You'd learned that from the first day out and the kick came. Yeah, well, so the three-point cushion actually took seven to ten at half-time. Oh, sorry, sorry. I, so, I yeah, Sarsfield are usually impressive in the first half, you know. They really carry the game because um, they, they they know how to play they run off the shoulder you know and they were causing us trouble you know right right throughout the pitch but the second half was just uh, you know we spoke at half time we had calm heads but the one thing we did speak about was that this was going to ha- we were going to have to dig deep you know you know with 10 minutes to go tactics game plans matchups caught the window it's just you know to get over the line wanting to get over the line and it was a magnificent game you know any neutrals that went to it you know were hugely complimentary the intensity of the game and how both teams really gave it absolutely everything. It was hard hitting, yet not a one, probably not a wrong stroke in the two games, Ronan. So I suppose it was just our little bit of experience, you know, the lads have that experience of probably defeat, you know, as well as victory, but the know-how to get over the line. And I think our experience, you know, um, probably got us there. You know, we went down with four minutes to go. We went to pint down with four minutes to go. And I suppose Sarsfield's uh, since victory but uh, we kept calm we had the cool heads you know uh, to, to win the ball to win the puck out and to use the ball as well as we possibly could to garner a victory but like there was no score you know uh, Keane I think scored the winner with three minutes to go or two minutes to go and yet there was three or a half minutes overtime so there was no score in the last five minutes of the game and we were we were quite fortunate but I suppose you, you make your own fortune too you know we've we've had misfortune as well over the years yeah, look, Ken, I, many congratulations. It's a great story. Back-to-back promotions. We wish you well in the Munster Championship, the Intermediate Championship, and uh, looking forward to seeing how you uh, you go as Tipperary's representative of that competition. Thanks for your time tonight. We'll talk to you, I'm sure, as the weeks progress. Appreciate that, Ron. Thanks. Well, take care. That's Ken Hogan. Hearties, congratulations to everyone in Laura. That was a mighty back-to-back promotions. are Almost unheard of. They're so difficult to do. That just says a lot about what goes on through the veins of the fellas in that parish and everyone else who was involved in the back room. We've got a break to take. Lots to come on extra time before we go off air date. Don't go anywhere. 
Extra Time on Tip FM. Brought to you by your winning local team at Real Estate Alliance. OREA Own Dylan Nina, OREA Stokes and Quirk Clon Mel, and OREA Seamus Brown Ross Cray. Tonight's show talking about the dominance of Clonmel commercials in the County Senior Football Championship. Let's talk about the dominance of Drum and Inch in the County Senior Camogie Championship. Ger Lincoln Ann's on the line. Hi, Ger. How you doing, Ronan? Two nine to fourteen points. Clonelty Ross Moore must be sick of me having this conversation with you every year. Yeah, they definitely would be, you know, and it was a really heartbreaking defeat for him again uh, at the weekend. Um but look, do you know Drum Drum went in a, a half time five points up. They got two crucial goals and you know, they had that cushion I suppose throughout the game and you know, but Clonty, you know, put in a super second half performance, brought it back to a point. Um, but just drum dug deep and they had the resolve there and I suppose they they were really pushed to the to the limits we by Clonty, but they just held on for that one point win in the end. Yeah, credit to Drummond Inch. Was it just that Drummond Inch knew know how to win at this stage? It's like all these championship titles that they've won, just gives them the street smarts that perhaps Clonality have yet to achieve. Yeah, definitely. Look, I mean, I suppose when you win one, I suppose, you know, I mean, Drum were on the losing end of so many for so years. And once they won the first one, I suppose there was a monkey off the back. And, you know, they played with confidence and, you know, I suppose a, a self belief that's, you know, growing and growing each year. And I suppose they'd have great faith in the panel and to bring on the likes of Joanne Ryan. And, you know, she, you know, played crucial part in that win as well, got onto a few key balls. And, you know, I suppose they have a very strong panel and, I think, you know, probably Clonty would have always had to be a couple of points better than him to win this. And, um, you know, like I said, them two goals were key. And I think it has been the difference between the two sides. Drum have been able to get goals, uh, even in the semi-final, they're able to get goals. And, you know, they just have a serious uh, backline that probably doesn't get the credit they deserve at times. But I thought, like, in Maria Connolly, Christina Brennan, Ema Carl there, the full backline, like, just keeping uh, that Clonty forward line, you know, keeping the goals out again is just, was a big part of it, and you know, Neve Long was a, was excellent there for them, and uh, even near the end, you know, Neve won a free that Emer scored to, to just put the, the two points in it again, and uh, she crucial interception there at the end as well. So it's just they have big players all over the field, and they're not relying to one and two, one or two players, and I think that was crucial for them. Does that therefore, by extension, suggest that you know when Clonality look at it, they're are they over reliant on their county stars? You know, the likes of Casey Hennessy, uh, the likes obviously of Caught. I suppose you know it, it definitely kind of looked that way in the first half. They looked like they were relying on Caught a good bit for scores. I think uh, outside of Caught, uh, Casey Hennessy had one point um, at half time. Uh, but in fairness, they had the wind in the second half and, and they really, I think they kind of went for a bit more. I thought Sinead Ryan had a great second half. Same with Lauren Ryan. They pushed forward and Emer Burke got a point. Casey Hennessy and Courtney Ryan all scored in the second half. And Caught did finish with 10 of their of their 14 points. Um, but seven of them from freeze. So they are obviously heavily reliant on her. But at the same time, I think it's just not, not being able to get in for those goals. You know, they had kind of a few half goal chances and they didn't take them. You know, Drum probably had three or four goal chances, took two of them. And that was probably the difference in the end. And, you know, uh, I, I think that they were always going to need goals to to win at the weekend and they just didn't come. Drum now going to the Munster Championship. We wish them well in that. Before I finish with, we need to congratulate Shannon Rovers on their five point win over Money Gall in the intermediate final. Yeah, a great win for Shannon Rovers. You know, they've been knocking on the door the last three three years and uh, lost three finals in a row. And I suppose that pressure kind of weighed on them for long parts of the match. Uh, 
it was seven points all, I think, on the 45-minute mark. Uh, um, Shannon Rovers had yet to score in the second half. And I suppose the switch, they switched Gillian McKenna from corner four just out to midfield, just get them into the game a bit. And that seemed to work wonders. And they got the next five points in a row, uh, amazingly, to go on and win at 12 points for seven. So it was a low-scoring cagey affair. But, um, you know, Shannon Rovers came out on top at the end. Uh, huge relief to them and their supporters. And they go on to Munster now. They're straight into a Munster final action, 25th of November. So wish them the best of luck as well. And just to mention as well, the Junior B final was on Sunday as well. Yeah, I heard well. about this. I heard there was a big yeah. crowd from uh, Gorton Hill came down to this. Yeah, really good game. Big crowd from both Gorton Hill and my Rovers. And I have to say, I'll probably have the three four of the three finals at the weekend. It was probably the most open and, and entertaining game. It was an absolute cracker. I finished one eleven to one eleven, and uh, look forward to that replay. When is that replay? Actually, I'll be asked tomorrow. Yeah, I haven't, it hasn't been confirmed yet, but it's likely to be this, this weekend anyway. Okay, listen, uh, enjoy your, as things settle down a little bit for you, but the Munster Championship always uh, excites uh, Ger. We look forward to seeing how Drum and Shannon Rovers in the Munster final, uh, how they progress. My thanks for your time. Thanks, Ronan. Take care. That's Geraldine Canan. Uh, Johnny is there. Congratulations, Drum, an inch five in a row with that one point win over Clonolty and Shannon Rovers winning the intermediate. And Mal Rovers, Gurton, who do it all again. Barry Ryan is on the line to talk local soccer. How are you, Barry? How are you, Ronan? Uh, I'm going to start with the game that was played in the Premier League between uh, Clamel Celtic and Peak Villa. I'm told by Mirish, who, who was at the game, that the Peak Villa goal by Pippi Carroll was as good a goal as you'll see in junior football. Okay, well, that's high praise. And look, um, I don't know if it, has anyone seen as many games as Mwirish so if he says it was that quality um, that's a brilliant um, I suppose indictment of how good a goal it was coming from Mwirish and he isn't one to exaggerate either he's seen a lot of good players down through the years Yeah I think um, it was. I think the power of the header that Pippi got was, was particularly impressive from a superb pass by Michael Quinlan so how, put in context that that win for them because it keeps peak breeding down Michael's neck as Michael's got a 4-0 win away to Kerry Park so you've got the two top teams going away from home this weekend both winning and it's is it too early to call it a two horse race? No I think you could have called it a two horse race a long way out and I think the magnitude of that goal um, you know probably adds to how good a goal it was as well because it was 75 minutes on the clock and Kamal Celtic hit the crossbar before that um, so you know, in a title race as tight as it's going to be, it's not even an exaggeration to say if, if people had draw that game, um, you know, they're, they're maybe a spot of bother, like even this early in the season. So that's the standards that the two clubs ha- have put to each other now, that every week they both know you have to win your games. And, you know, maybe they'll decide it then at the end of the year when they meet each other in Turles, but it genuinely looks that tight. Yeah, I know. And St. Michael's just do what St. Michael's do, uh, go on the road, keep clean sheets and, and score goals. Yeah, and we touched on it a week or two weeks ago about the, the amount of goals St. Michael's have scored this season compared to last season. Yeah, and I said, if they keep yeah. doing what they're doing, they'll have, they'll have scored more goals this season by Christmas. And like Care Park, like someone said to me, oh, there's a big crowd at it. I said, I'm not surprised because a lot of people talk Care are going so well. There's so many ex-St. Michael's players in the Care team. You know, this could be an interesting one. And St. Michael's put the game to bed by half time. Um, which nobody expected but they are just banging in goals left right and centre and bear in mind Jimmy Carr was suspended and didn't play um, and David Slattery who's been their top scorer I would imagine for several seasons and their main centre forward didn't play so all the more impressive uh, Riso Regan was unplayable once again um, I'm going to throw it out here a really early shout I think Riso Regan will be capped internationally by the end of the year I think that's the level he's at and he's gone to a whole new level at St. Michael's um, they tell me Riso Regan scored a goal on Sunday that people haven't seen in Care Park in 20 years so um, you know what a, what a player he's turning out to be for them Yeah it's a great story Old Bridge in Division 1 go on the road to get a win at Galbraith United 
all donations, I'd say, for Old Bridge gratefully received. Yeah, and look, we talk about them so often and they surprise you with results and you look and go, that's a dirty fixture. Um, but even looking at the two goal scorers, Keith Gyrie and Shane Foley, two top, top players over a number of years in junior football. So Woolbridge actually, when, when everyone's available, um, has such a strong side. Um, so, And I, I would think with GA winding down a little bit now, um, Oldbridge might be throwing up a few really impressive results in the coming weeks and months. Well, it's just a good. I I always love going to Green Lane, you know, for those reasons because uh, it's a throwback to you know it's a bit of a hand to mouth existence. No more so than a lot of other clubs in the in the TSNL. But you get a sense, yeah. you know, that you know they they get down to the bare bones of eleven players sometimes, and they still are able to put teams out week in week out. But they're a proper junior football club, aren't they, in terms of the people involved? Yes, absolutely, um, 100%. And they have a proud the history. I mean, they're, they're Munster yeah. Youth Cup winners back in the day, you know? Yeah, and, we, and back one at that time with the Scullies heavily involved in stuff mm. as well, who obviously went down with Common Town. But Albert seemed to be like, almost like, I, I suppose it's almost like football heritage, isn't it? They're that they're, they're a revered name in, in the TSDL. Yeah. Um, and you know, and the Ryan's heavily involved down through the years as well. But I always feel like they're a proper football club. Yeah, listen, Munster Junior Cup takes pride of place next weekend. Uh, you've got Cashelltown against Michaels, Bancha Celtic against Clamwell Celtic, Care Park against Peak Villa. That Bancha Clamwell Celtic match, I think, is going to be a humdinger. Yeah, because you never know what you're going to get from Bancha in terms of what they'll have. And when Bancha have everybody, you're guaranteed it's going to be a classic. Um, and Common Celtic, I suppose, will be will be buoyed by giving uh, Peak Villa such a tough game at the beginning. Um, and Common Celtic themselves have had a pretty decent start to the season and would love a cup run. So that could, that could be a really, really good game. Yeah, listen, Barry, thanks for your time tonight. I appreciate your efforts. Uh, thanks so much, Ronan. Not at all. That's Barry Ryan rounding out events on extra time tonight before we go many congratulations to Sean Tracy's who won the County Tipperary Junior A football final they beat Carrick Swan on a scoreline of 7 points to 5 at the weekend that was up in Dr Morris Park that's the John Burke Cup that's a good uh, score question what cup is given out for the County Junior A football championship Sean Tracy's winning that and in the Junior B quarter final it was Shannon Rovers 2-7 Airoga and McCarthy 1-8 in the under 19 final big big win for Galty Rovers I think because that's a feathered team that have beaten Clamell Commercials not that that's the hallmark of any great successful side but Feathered were going well never really got going never really were allowed to get going in this final Galtier over St. Pecans 1-9 Feathered 7 points and in the uh, B version of that Kilsheel and Kilcash had a mighty win over Knockavilla Dunnesky Kickhams that was up in Feathered as well 4-15 for Kilsheel and 1-6 for Knockavilla in the relegation football Final at intermediate level. Golden Kilfecal just about held on by a single point. Clamalo go down to intermediate. 212 to 211 it finished. And just before I go off air, somebody asked me to say, would you uh, say congratulations to Mullinahone under 15s on winning a county B hurling final last Saturday, winning two county titles within a week. Well done to everyone involved um, so therefore I think I got through most of the text my thanks to Ian O'Connor who produced tonight's show we'll be back to you next Monday night good night and good luck Soot Stains Damp 